Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18+. plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. This podcast is a part of the Dragon Suplex Podcast Network. Find us wherever you get your podcasts and visit us at chopskicksandnearfalls.com for daily articles about wrestling from around the globe. Hello ladies, gentlemen, and everybody inside and outside of the gender spectrum, and welcome back to Stardom Quest, the best weekly Stardom podcast anywhere in the world. I'm as always Alex, and I'm joined by Dylan. Hi Dylan. Hey Alex, hey guys. Um, I am here eating a cookie, having a monster, and I'm ready to talk about um, Osaka Joe Hall. Woo! Not like a, no, I didn't, woo, mm, I shouldn't have said woo. Um, yay! Okay, um, sure. <laughs> um, of the Osaka show hall, I guess, um, they announced during that show that they're returning to the Edion Osaka Arena on December 18th. Number one. Yeah, Very number one. Yes, um, so the already uh, ridiculously bumpy road to Ryogoku now includes a show at the Ediano Saka Arena number one. So I guess we're going to pad out the the you know title reigns a little bit more. So that, that's great, I yeah. guess. Yeah. So um, we could talk about this a little bit later, I guess. Um, but I I think we should probably just get into it. Utami um shoe pro interview. She talked about wanting really badly to surpass EO's mark of 14 um, consecutive defenses. And if she beats Shuri, she she pretty much got it. So that's kind of wild. If you think about it. like what if she beats Shuri, she'll be on 12 or 13. So like, I don't know, that adds a little bit more stakes to that Ryugoku show. Um, and I imagine that they do pad out going into that. I think these next two defenses that she has is going to like, there's going to be another one probably. I wouldn't be surprised just to pad out the rain so that, um, you know, there'll be more stakes for Utami in this one than Shuri. You know what I mean? Where there's right now yeah. it's just, oh, Shuri's trying to surpass this thing. Whereas Utami's trying to surpass Shuri as well, but not really because she's the one, she has the upper ground. So if she's trying to surpass something herself, I think that'd be a really good story. Um, so I imagine that they do really just load up her defenses on the back end of this thing. So. Yeah, I don't know why they are running so many big shows. Like, I, it's good that they're not running like an Osaka Joe Hall type venue again. 
Um, Edeon's obviously a bit smaller, <laughs> um, so that's good, but it's still a bit of a gamble to run this many big shows leading up to mm -hmm. a show that you're trying to build up more than anything. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, I guess it's, it's like um, it's like why you know New Japan doesn't run seven like the five biggest venues in Japan before the Tokyo Dome. You know what I mean? Like that's why they have that sort of like calm period is because it's building up to the Tokyo Dome. Um, and they aren't really <laughs> building up as much as they are, you know, putting roadblocks, I guess. I don't know. That's that's just my kind of thinking of it. Yeah. I mean, I know why they're doing it, obviously. I mean, uh, Bushiroad published Money. a loss in their, um, in their annual reports because live revenue is down because, you know, um, I don't think the concerts are going ahead at all. And then both New Japan and Stardom are running at limited capacity, so they need revenue. Um, so I get that that's probably why they're pushing for these big buildings, but it's definitely stretching their booking to, to the limit now, um, especially with this briefcase stuff in play. Um, yeah, I don't know. I can see why they're doing it, obviously, but I, I definitely don't love it that they're going to run Eddie on, and chances are there's going to be a world title match that I'm just like not interested in at all. Yeah, and they're also probably going to have a year-end climax around that time, too. A oh, yeah, they they do. Have a um, yeah, exactly. And it'll just be a fucking Hearts title match main event, I guess. I don't know. Probably goddesses, because I imagine by then, who knows who goddess champions are? But if it's Shuri and Julia, that title isn't going to be anywhere near. Julia's like trying to come back at the Rio Goku oh, show. Yeah. I don't know if we mentioned oh, yeah. that well, on here at all, but uh, oh, yeah. there was a Tokyo Sports interview where Julia said that her her current goal is to to come back at Rio Goku. Um, so do you think they strip them? I don't know. I feel like they should, but I mean, Mina was out for three months as well, and they just kept the artist belts on. But that's the artist show. belts. I feel yeah. like Goddesses is a bit more important. Like, the Goddesses main invented so? a big show this year. Yeah, but it's Julia. Like, they, 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 they won't want to take them off Julia, I don't think. Honestly, I think I think Xavier might have said this. They should really just put it on Momoaz. Oh, yeah, like just 100%. just simply do that. Like it it would be better for literally everybody. Um, I think ALK is killing it, but I mean, if she's injured until Rio Goku, where her tag partner is presumably winning the world championship, I don't see a lot more avenues you can take with the tag t titles on ALK as of right now. So that's sort of my thinking. But that's another story for another time. We can move forward. Indeed. Um. Also, that announced um since. The, the Osaka Joe Hall show is the entire card for the uh, Kawasaki Super Wars show. Um, mm -hmm. So this is the this is the show in the Todoroki Arena. Um, Dylan, do you want to get your My Hero Academia joke out now out of the way? I'll say it after you um you 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 say what the main event is. Okay. Um, so the card for that currently is uh, in a dark match. It's going to be my Sakurai versus Waka Sukiyama because apparently Stardom hates us. Um, the opener of the show will be a Future of Stardom Championship match. Rocka defends against Lady C. Oh, by the way, spoilers. Uh, obviously, <laughs> there are spoilers for, for Masaki. Yeah, I was going to say, we should probably do this after, but uh, whatever. <laughs> well, like, why would they be listening if they haven't seen the show? <laughs> um, to hear what we think about the show. But, like, we, we, we would spoil it anyway. Yeah, I don't know. People who listen to podcasts are weird. I know. I am a very That's avid true. podcast listener. Fair enough. Um, anyway, yes, so the, the first match on the card is a Future of Stardom Championship match. Uh, Rocka defends against Lady C. 
Uh, the match after that is Sai Kamatani versus Mika versus Mina Shirakawa. Uh, the match after that is a five-star Grand Prix rematch. Uh, Starlight Kid takes on Momo and Abe for no reason whatsoever. Um, the next match is a tag league special match. I don't know what that means, but it's Himeka and Natsupoi versus Mayu Iwatani and Koguma. Yes, um, neither of those are, are tag league teams. <laughs> no. <laughs> like, we don't know the tag league um, teams, but, like... <laughs> there is one other match on this show that's a tag league match, but then I guess they'll, like, reshuffle the card to, to get that in. Like, I don't think this will be the final card. They'll announce the teams for tag league, and they'll change one of these, maybe? Maybe... Because who's not on the card that could be in a tag league match? That's why I mean. It's like Momoa's... Because like, I was thinking, oh, well, maybe those add Konami and... Well, Konami's still probably going to be out. Uh, oh, shit, yeah, we didn't even talk about that. Oh, yeah, Konami yeah. was off the Osaka Joe Hall show. Um, she has She's out indefinitely. Gastroenteritis, is that it? Maybe, I don't know, but something put Lanter in the hospital. Um... Be with her abdomen. Um, that's all I know, really. Um, but it, it is something pretty serious. So, best wishes to her, um, of course, because she's wonderful. Indeed, yeah. Um, definitely can't be a pleasant experience for for poor Konami, and um, I'm sure she was disappointed to to miss a, an Osaka Joe Hall show. You know, obviously, people want to perform in them big venues. Um, but the getting back to this card. Um, Siri defends her right to challenge certificate and the SWA World Women's Championship against Azami. You and... sound so upset saying that. I know, That's really I funny, am. actually. I hate it. Um, okay, but let's think about this for a second. Azumi no, versus Utami at the Rio Goku, that sounds like a fucking bang. I, I would know, much rather see not... that. Like, I, just... like, that just sounds wonderful. Like, I don't... I can't like, even pretend. Uh, I, get... like, I, just... I know Siri and Utami is happening. I'm resigning myself to that fate. It's okay. Yeah. It's it's fine, I guess. Um, wonder if Stardom Championship is on the line on this show. Tam Nakano defends against Unagi Sayaka. Shut up! And in the main event in the World of Stardom Championship match, Utami Hashishta defends against Hazuki. Yes, the ice-cold Hazuki, the, the cold-blooded killer against this fiery, wonderful world champion, God of War style. You know, there's there's fire and there's ice. It's going to combine like it's fucking Todoroki from fucking My Hero Academia. It's going to be great, perfect main event for Super Wars. Indeed. Um, that card is so painful because <laughs> they're just... Okay, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to complain about this a lot more later. They're basically sacrificing Hazuki in a match that she isn't going to win, and I feel like there's oh, yeah. no reason to rush into her losing a world title match. Like, I don't understand it at all. Um, it's also... As... Forget the Siri thing. They've set up Utami versus Micah for the 27th, so Hazuki isn't winning Which regardless. <laughs> yeah. Um, the thing is, is that it's like, and it doesn't really even make sense either. Like I'm sure, I'm sure Hazuki will do a shoe pro and it'll like tie everything in. It'll sound, it'll make it really interesting, I guess. But when you think about Hazuki, her entire gimmick up to literally the day, up until the second that she came out to challenge Utami, her entire thing was, oh, I want to win the white belt. If I win the red belt, then cool. Like oh, I like even when she challenged Kagetsu, she was like, I want to wrestle my partner. It's not that I want to win the red belt even yeah of course i want to be champion but i want to wrestle kagetsu and be better than kagetsu it, it, she's never 
the red belt was never her her thing and like it's like the second that she comes back she's like i want that red. like it just doesn't like from a character point of view it doesn't make sense from a like from a pushing her point of view it doesn't make sense i just i i really don't like it at all i mean i'm sure the match will be fun but i mm, i don't like it yeah um but i'll definitely get on to that a bit more later um the only show to review then is the 10th anniversary grand final Osaka Dream Cinderella 2021. Uh, this is in Osaka Joe Hall. They did 1,441 fans. Um, I was kind of talking to you about this. I feel like they will probably be disappointed with that. Like it's not a lot more than they did for their last big pay per view in Osaka, if I'm right. And it's like less yeah. than they did in for the GP final. So, you know, it's not an amazing number. There was obviously a lot of competition, though. I mean, Wrestle Princess was this same day. New Japan was running uh, the Eddie On Arena later that day. And I think Noah was running a big show the day after. So, yeah. you know, wrestling fans, they only have so much money. So they couldn't go to all four. Um, and I know Diana ran Corkin as well. They had, like, a big anniversary show. So it was all, like, legends of Joshi wrestling on that show as well. So, I mean, you probably had a couple hundred people who went to, to Diana Corkin to see... Shinobu Kandori and Aja Kong and stuff like that instead of going to um to this show. So, you know, there's a lot yeah. of competition there. Um so you know, it's not like a terrible number, but I definitely imagine they were hoping for more. I'm gonna I'm gonna go out and say this. I think that um this Osaka Joe Hall show was a almost complete failure for stardom. Uh, wow. even though the number ain't that bad inside osaka joe hall it is um if this show if they ran the show in edeon instead it probably would have been a better show um obviously there's some decisions that they could have made that would have made it a better show we'll get into that a little bit later i think that this it just didn't work um and this has come, come from somebody who my favorite arena in the world is osaka joe hall because i think about like the first omega versus okada when the crowd literally and I think Kenny Omega actually just talked about this like a couple of days ago. Mm-hmm. That like Osaka Joe Hall was like, when the crowd is excited, it is the most thunderous arena you can ever compete in. Like it is the most like insane. And this just had none of that because there was a thousand people in a thirty thousand people venue. You know, like obviously you're not going to get thirty thousand because of COVID, but over fifteen hundred would have been good. You know, like like around 2000 would have at least made up for some of it but like that number just didn't it didn't it it didn't do it justice i guess and a lot of the matches suffered from that in my opinion um so i think i think especially compared to the uh grand or the final of the five star i think this was like a real just everything that could go wrong went wrong type of show here um and I'll, I'll get into that a little bit more later. But like, just thinking about the contrast between the two shows, um, obviously they both had good matches on them, but that five-star final was such a really solid show. It made you excited about stardom. It made you really like invest in it. Even if you're a Momo fan and you were upset that she lost, you felt like, okay, that was a good, if not great night of wrestling. And this was just none of that, in my opinion. Yeah, I mean, I, I get it. You know, I definitely... I. I watched the show, and the second it was over, I was like, all right, time to go to a good show. And I turned on Miu versus uh, Maki Ito. And, like, the, good just match. the general... Good yeah, but just the general vibe of that match was so different to this show. And it made me realize yeah. how, like, just, like, 
empty uh, almost this show was because I remember going from Utami versus Takumi to Maki versus Miyu and I was like oh this is what an exciting well-built main event is where either one could win that is such a contrast you know and that's not to say anything against stardom I understand they're building to Utami versus Yuri to their own detriment almost but it was just such a big change of pace going from this show to the Wrestle Princess main event where there was just so much more life to it. Um, so I can definitely understand where you're coming from there um, of just not really coming away excited for stardom after this. Yeah, and it, it's another... I, I think Odaward is a big factor in that, in that Odaward is a great venue for the, mm-hmm. you know, thousand, two thousand, you know, amount of... like Like, it's a good... Big small venue, I guess is the best way to say it. Where it's like it's this big enough show to where it's like, oh, this this is a big show for us as Wrestle Princess, but it's not too big to where like if you don't get full capacity, it's gonna sound like shit. You know, what I mean, mm-hmm. I think that definitely aided it. The uh, I, I think the comparison can be made between Tam versus Mayu and uh, Miyu versus Ito in terms of like, oh, anybody can win this. Um, this is yeah. really like important. This has a lot of history behind it. Blah 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 blah. I think that Tam versus Mayu really blew it in comparison to Miyu versus Ito. So I think like I I wasn't as offended by the Takumi Utami match because I knew what to expect there and I enjoyed it. But I think the the Tam versus Mayu was the comparable one to um the main event of Rust Princess. I think Rust Princess blew it out of the water. Um in in that terms, it's it, there was a lot of problems here, a lot of just inherent problems and a lot of problems that they really could have uh fixed if they had just booked it a little bit better a little bit smarter and just did a few things correct in my opinion obviously this is you know um i forget what the term is you know backseat backseat fucking booking but that's that's just sort of how i'm feeling um we can get into the show you know rundown if you want but i don't know it's it, it was a rough show it was a rough show good stuff on it don't get me wrong a lot of fun stuff i enjoyed most of the matches i will say but it it definitely had a, a rough, rough go of it, especially near the end. All right, so the opener was a dark match. Uh, this aired on YouTube. I haven't gone back to watch it yet, but I don't think I really need to. Uh, Saki Kashima no. and Rina, a beat Lady C and Waka. Um, Saki pinned Waka. After the match, uh, Saki... No, she pinned Lady C, I think. You sure? Maybe. I don't know. I don't really fucking remember. I, I watched like the tail end of this, but I feel like I remember her pinning Lady C. But I could be wrong. Who fucking knows? Yeah, I don't know, because the, the Stardom website has the, the black circle next to Waka, which usually means that they're the person who lost. So Yeah. Lady okay, C has um... new um, bronze gear. It looks nice. I like it. Ooh, fun. Um, big night for Lady C. But um, mm-hmm. yeah, after this match, Saki was like, yo, Siri... Konami is out, obviously, with her, her injury. Uh, let me face you instead. And Shiri, who was on commentary, was like, yeah, sure, why not? So um, that was set up for later in the show. Yeah, um, I was when I heard about this, I was like, oh, okay. Like, that, that, cool, I guess. Um, and I actually ended up liking that match, so, you know, it was, it was cool that they added that. A lot of people were worried that they would have matches go longer. You didn't have to worry about about Konami being out for matches going long. They would go long anyway, um, so don't worry. Mm-hmm. Worry about that. Um, but yeah, I, I thought it was good that they replaced it and got a Shuri match on the card because I think Shuri has good matches. Just simply, forehead. Indeed, mm-hmm. that is true. 
Um, in the actual opener of the show, though, the future of Stardom Championship changed hands when Oroka beat Unagisaka in just over eight minutes. Um, I thought this was a good match. I mean, Oroka is, like, good, you know? Uh, yeah. Hard, like, hot take, maybe, but I think Oroka is pretty good. You know, she's very good at just hitting people. Um, and, you with know, the box. Yeah, oh, she hit her with the box. And uh, she had help from Rina to, to win, so the, there was a lot of interference and kind of... Uh, weapon use down the stretch to protect Unagi. Um, and yeah, there's kind I of. I think it was well done, though. Her. It was, yeah. Because I, I, was I usually time. am not. Obviously, everybody knows I'm not a big, like, heat guy, but I thought that this was. And I, this isn't just because I, I am a Unagi uh, hater, but I, I thought that the way that they um, they gave Ruaka the win was smart. Um, and it kept both of them kind of looking good because, like, she didn't win off of, like, a, you know, a shady move she won off of her her fridge bomb so it's like she didn't like she cheated but she still beat her in a way that wasn't like completely cheap i don't know maybe i'm just trying to justify it. i think that it was really well done i also um appreciated that to start the match much like every other match that oedota has had um against a cosmic angel in the past month um they she <laughs> threw nagi outside of the ring and then threw waka on top of her because that's just what what we do here um we we throw waka at your opponent that's that's how it works um and i, I found that really funny yeah I, I thought this match was fine um i i am happy that ruka won i think this is a a great great development for the future belt because it feels like ruka's beatable you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, she's good, and she can beat anybody in the future division, but she's also beatable. So, like, you don't have to be, like... Like, it's it's more on question, like, oh, if Hannon ends up challenging her next month, could she just lose it? Like, you know? Hell, like, I mean, if Hina mm-hmm. comes back, she can she can roll her up. Like, that's not unthinkable. Like, it, like that type of stuff is really good for the future division, I think. Um, because it felt like Unagi was just sort of steamrolling most of the competition because she was being built up as this white belt challenger so it, it it felt felt like it was due um the future about being back in the in the grasps of the children and um this also saves unagi from being buried literally every day by everybody who's ever held the future belt yeah no i don't think we'll be saying any more of that um but yeah i think rock is a, a good champion um just she'll have good matches and as you said she is beatable and i think she can have some interesting matches with a few different people um and it was about time to get the belt off Unagi. I know she only held it for like less than 90 days, but you know, she squeezed in so many defenses that it gave her a fairly worthwhile title reign. And she's kind of elevated now after the GP to the point where she's kind of above this belt. Um, so, you know, it was, it was just a smart decision all around. Um, after the yeah, match then, um, Lady C came out yeah, to challenge and, uh, she challenged Raka, and that match was made for for the Kawasaki show, as as we mentioned earlier. Which is, which is funny because Raka actually said, "Um, you can challenge once you get a worthwhile win." And then they're like, "Yeah, she could just challenge. She doesn't need that. <laughs> like, we're, it doesn't matter." And Raka's like, "Oh, okay." And I, I find that funny because um, it, it sounded like like Raka was like, "Okay, once you beat somebody, then you can then you can challenge." But I guess that was just like trash talk, and she's just challenging anyway. I don't know. I don't really mind. I think Lady C versus Roko will be a good um, title match, and I'm excited that Lady C's getting that shot. Indeed. 
Um, in the next match, though, we had Maria and Rin Katakura of Marvelous taking on Mai Sakurai and Mina Shirakawa. And the Marvelous team won when uh, Rin beat Sakurai with a Boston Crab. Um, they seem to be setting up a Mina versus Rin singles match at some point. Uh, there was a lot of interactions between them two, which was really cool, um, which I was I was excited for going into the match, as I, I mentioned on Scott's podcast. Like I thought they would be really good together. Um, and yeah, I think the two Marvelous wrestlers really acquitted themselves very well. Um, I haven't seen a lot of Maria lately because she's been injured, but like she was really good here. Um, and yeah, her yeah. and Rin definitely were just a, a great addition to to the show. And if this is maybe the uh, prompt for them to maybe be in the tag league, I don't think anyone would be too disappointed with that. Yeah, I think that'd be great. Um, I enjoyed this match, um, but it sort of felt like a, a um, handicap match for Mina because it felt like anytime Mai was in the ring, it was bad to forgettable um and mina sort of had to carry the workload on that half um so that's kind of unfortunate i thought it was it had that ceiling because of that but i thought the match itself was good um also kozen um has a dance now it's fucking terrible i'm gonna be honest it just doesn't it it it's not oh hold on hold on mina mina ate that dance up though like she was giving it everything she was going for it Oh, she. I respect Mina. I re, I respect Mina to bits. She she tries her best in a lot of these things, but when Unagi choreographs that dance, like Tam, like this is like you know I'm gonna shit on Tam a lot today. Tam's a great choreographer. Um, we saw those mm-hmm. Oedo dances, that especially the old ones when she was like heavy into the choreograph. Like she she was killing it. Um, this just wasn't. It wasn't it. I'm gonna be honest. Um, I think DDM had a better dance, and DDM dance was also just weird we'll talk about that later um just, i don't know maybe it's just like anti cozen um propaganda that i'm spewing but it just doesn't it, it's not i don't like it um also uh this was uh, um, a spot in this match is the first of many times my night was ruined when watching this show um mina went for the capo kick and she completely missed and maria sold the shit out of it and I was just very upset. Uh, <laughs> I was like, Man, it's the one spot. Come on, Mina. Like, the cop, okay. Like, so, yeah, that was the first of many times that my night was ruined here. Uh, Rin hit very pretty super kicks, because she always does. She has a really underrated super kick. They always look very pretty. Um, and, yeah, Rin won with the Lion Tamer, which was cool. Indeed. Yeah, no, she... Um... She did the the Boston Crab? It was an interesting finish, I guess. Yeah, I I, I feel. Does she use that? Because I I've never. I don't think I've seen her I, use I that. I have no idea. Often. I don't think she ever has. Um, it was it was very strange to me. Um, but yeah, Sakurai just kind of tapped out. So yeah. To be fair, now I think about it, most Rin matches I've seen are tag matches, and usually her partner gets the win in those. So I think yeah. that's partially it. But also, I know she has a different. Fin- whatever it doesn't really matter um yeah, yeah they're no. building up to more marvelous stuff which is cool i'm happy uh that's 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 the more the better um as lo- like please just keep this going until um knock on wood mio momino's back because like please i'm i'm yes. i'm begging oh my god that'd be so good yeah yeah um but uh in the next match on this show we had a high speed championship match uh starlight kid defended against fukigan death um i thought this was a fun match uh didn't really do a whole lot but i mean it was it was high speed at the very least which uh is always a fun time and 
There's a lot of really cool, intricate wrestling, and um, yeah, Kid just got a strong win there with the uh, the Wrath of the Black Tiger. Yeah, I I honestly love this one. I thought this was a really, really, really good. Honestly, my no, I was about to be a little bit too hyperbolic on that one. Um, <laughs> I thought this was a really great match. I thought that in terms of high speed, like wrestling at a high speed, this was the best mm. high speed match since May versus Azumi from last year. Um, Kid versus po- Natsupoi was good, but it wasn't a high speed match. Um, yeah. And some of Azumi's later defenses were kind of also not high speed matches and also kind of I don't want to say mid but they weren't as good like I, I just think that like this was probably the best high speed match of the year um I thought that all of the spots were really well done kid has new gear um she had this entrance where she like came out dressed as a uh, starlight kid and then like she went down into the fucking into the floor and then she came back up as you know dark starlight kid and it was kind of cool um Azumi completely outshined that with her with her entrance the match after um but I thought it was cool enough yeah I, I enjoyed the match I thought it was it was really good they did really good high speed stuff um and yeah I I, I loved it all, all together also the, the the fucking the fucking masking thing after the match where you know like the I still love that I honestly <laughs> like as much as like I'm not crazy about like a way tie um and just like their their typical like their I, I won't say house style but like their typical antics um the the like the aesthetic of starlight kid as a heel is really cool um her heel theme is wonderful uh, i love like the masking stuff i like her new finishers like I, I think that a lot of that is definitely um aiding to her as a wrestler and as a character uh, more than i probably probably give on because i usually am like oh wait a tie bleh um, so yeah I, I i just wanted to give her her flowers on that really good stuff here and really good stuff uh lately from starlight kid yeah no kid is awesome this this heel turn has done so much for her um and it, it feels like a great way to like build her up and get her over before pulling the trigger on the big baby face turn eventually um and she's definitely you know doing the work to 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 get herself over to with with her performances but um in the next match we had the artists of stardom championships on the line natsu natsupoi himeka and micah of ddm defended against sai kamatani azumi and Nabe of queen's quest um ddm or at least my himepoi has a new entrance theme um that sounds like it was a rejected stars track and they dance too um, with towels, so it's kind of like Kyori Yoniyama meets actress girls. It's a bit, it's a bit. Uh, Alex, they they stole Jungle Assault Nation's whole fucking flow, bar for bar, line for line, verse for verse, with the towels, the fucking co- color coordinated baggy gear. Like I get color coordinated gear, but the baggy gear too. Like like Jungle just left the company. Like it, it's been like seven days, and y'all are already on the like that's 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 quick. That's real quick. <laughs> like they they were like, oh, she's gone. Cool, I'm taking her shit. <laughs> like that's that's insane. It was it's it was kind of jarring. Um, the the new gear. I think I think it fits Natsupoi, Micah and Jumbo. Not really. Um, mm. especially Jumbo looks kind of like like it it makes her look shorter, and that's really weird. Like I I don't know if I'm the only one who knows that, but like it makes her look less tall. 
and it's very confusing me. I don't know how Baggy Pants does that, but she just doesn't. It doesn't really like fit her style or the way she looks. Mm-hmm. Like it just doesn't doesn't really work. Um, I thought the new dance and like all that's and the music I thought it was good. I I found it funny and wholesome. I thought it was cool. Um, also, um, the the challengers came out before that, and I don't know if you if you meant if you you know noticed this. Azumi did the Mysterio entrance. Yes, I was going to bring that up. Um, they they launched her from the stage up into the air, and it was cool. She looked so scared until the second that she touched ground. She's like, yeah, that was fucking dope. Like, you can just see <laughs> in her face, like, this, this, like, sign of relief, but also, like, yeah, I just fucking did that. What up? Mm-hmm. Like, I, I was like, yeah, that's that's fucking dope. I love that. That was a really uh, cool little entrance. I missed it the first time, actually. I, I did not mm-hmm. see it. And then I had to go back and um and watch it again. I, I love that fucking shit. Um oh yes, by the way, um just a bit of a of a you know digressing. Uh thank you to Sprite for buying this pay-per-view um for me, because I was the only one in the chat room to watch this. Even he left. Um so I literally like he bought he bought he bought the pay-per-view, left, told me to at him when when Hazuki was on. I added him when Hazuki was on. He watched that match, and then he left. And I was the only one watching the show. <laughs> so thank you to Sprite for uh, for just buying this, basically just for me, because I think it was me and like maybe one or two other people. So I appreciate that. Uh, Sprite's Sprite's a good brother. Um, and yeah, I just wanted to get that out of the way. All right, that's that's cool. Um, shout out to Sprite, I guess. Um... But yeah, the, this was a cool match. Uh, a lot of people have had a uh, very, very high praise for it, um, comparing it to like some of the Dragon Gate trios matches that you'd have seen. Um, you know, Scott see was very, very high on the match as well, and obviously we trust Scott's uh, opinion very much here. Um, <laughs> and I enjoyed it. I thought there was a lot of cool stuff. Like Momo and uh, Himeka have such good chemistry. I loved their interactions. Um, obviously, I mean, Micah and Saya just like tried to kill each other. And Poi and Azumi do the high speed stuff, so I mean, it's just like they're they these two teams are a really natural fit for each other when it comes to wrestling, and uh, they definitely delivered on a lot of the promise that that you would have had for the match. Um, and I thought the finish was really cool. Micah did two Mishinoku drivers to Sai Kamatani. The first one looked like she was intent on dri- like driving this woman onto her head, and then the second one was more of a just a statement to get the win. Um, but it's definitely a very defiant win for Micah. And, you know, I, I like that because Saya's kind of been getting one over on Micah a lot lately. Like, she's got a few pinfalls over Micah. So Micah just being like, all right, fine, then I'm going to dump you on your head twice to, to pin you in this big match was uh, just a really cool moment for Micah and a continuation of the grudge between these two. Yeah, um, Golden Generation gonna murder each other. That's what you expect out of these matches. I was a really good match. I, I said it to you after it happened. I was like, this is like a very um, perfect stardom match where it's like, oh, if you want to show somebody a match that like defines modern stardom in a positive way, um, this is probably it. Uh, obviously, there's probably better examples, but that's just sort of how I felt about this match coming out of it. Um, oh, everybody got their shit in. I thought Momo early on had a lot of spotlight, which is good because Momo. Um, probably the best wrestler in this match, and I think that isn't too hot of a take. Um, so her getting that spotlight early on was definitely uh, positive. Then there's obviously the high-speed stuff. Like you said, Jumbo coming in and beating the shit out of Momo, Momo beating the shit out of Jumbo. Perfect stuff. Um, and then, of course, that, the finish with Micah um, 
Micah and Saya was really, really good. Micah is one of the few people who in 2021 can make me like, can make me pop for like a superplex. Like, I don't know why I love her superplex so much, but I just always am like, yeah, like it, it's so, it's so basic, but I just love it to death. I think it's a really just good spot. I feel like uh, I don't really see superplexes done convincingly anymore. I feel like they're just sort of like a transition move almost. And Micah really makes it feel like a, an impactful move. And I really appreciate that. Um, and yeah, uh, I, I like the match overall. I loved the fact that my Himipoi sort of showed this like um, this collaborative offense and just overall coordination more so than Queen's Quest, just because I think that's what my Himipoi's entire thing is, is that they have this great communication, this great collaboration, um, more so than any other team in the company. And I think that's what the RS belts should represent. Um, so I, I was happy with this match. I was happy with the result. I was happy with everything. Uh, the two consecutive Michinoku drivers was also really fucking dope. Indeed, yeah. I think you, you might have just like repeated everything I said in a more eloquent way. So thank you. <laughs> well, it was more um, eloquent. So yeah. yeah, of course. Yeah, I mean, you're the wordsmith here. Um, I win, you lose. All right. <laughs> cool. Sure. Um, anyway. Uh, the L next plus ratio was... plus Dylan's better. Did you really? Did you actually? <laughs> oh my god! Oh man! You fucking Gen Z bitch! I swear to God! Uh, you're like you're like three or four years older than me. Shut up! <laughs> Wait, no, you're, you're yeah. Whatever. Wait, no, am I? You're older. Yeah, you're... you're older. A small bit, I think. Oh. Yeah. I can't remember. Anyway. <laughs> yeah. You're Gen Z um... too, bitch. Shut up. Yeah, but I'm like the the, the part of Gen Z oh, that thinks no, ratios no. Are, are lame. Cause like that's because you're lame. Like that, like it doesn't make it better. <laughs> How dare you? Let's go to Hazuki. She's cool. I believe this abuse. No, you don't get to talk about Hazuki. You're getting muted. That's it. Your punishment, I guess. I don't know. Fine, I'll eat my cookie in silence. But enjoy enjoy your fucking cookie. Um. So yeah, the, the next match was the reunion of Destiny. Uh, this was Hazuki and Koguma. Uh, Hazuki debuted new music. Um, it, it's a very familiar vibe, her entrance theme. But I can't put my finger on what it is. It's it's like James Bond. Like it's, it's no, like a... it, it's kind of like, you know, if Lana's entrance theme wasn't so porn <laughs> vibe. You know, it's like Lana's with less of a That's porn all vibe. it is, is porn vibes. Like, what, like, that's all I know, all I remember of Lana's theme is yeah, that it like, felt like a yeah. ballroom. Like, it just didn't, I don't know. I was saying that this song sounds like it should go to, like, Julia if she just leaned into her Italian. Um, I think, <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm just thinking of, like, of like Julia X, that guy from NXT, like just <laughs> just being like super Italian. <laughs> I think that's I think that's the per- yeah I think that's the perfect theme song for for super um FBI style Julia um but she's an FBI. Besides point, need Julia by the Daichi. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, but yeah, I, I I the theme doesn't really fit Hazuki at all. Um, I, I actually like the song. I thought it sounded kind of vibey, but I think it, it just doesn't sound good for Suzuki. Um, plus, Suzuki had one of the best themes in stardom ever um, with the Wild Heart theme. So, 
or Wild Away, I think it's called. Yeah. yeah. Um, also, Kagetsu sent a big ass flower arrangement for Hazuki because they are the the cutest and um, most lovable and just the the best um, tag team. I'm putting that in quotations in the world ever. Okay. Um, the match itself now was 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 good. I mean, Hazuki obviously hasn't missed a step as far as the in-ring stuff goes, and Koguma is very good. Um, you could tell Hazuki's cardio wasn't there. They did kind of slow down towards the end, um, and this only went like 12 minutes, so there wasn't really a lot there. But it was it was a good reintroduction of Hazuki. I thought she looked great. Um, she seemed really happy to be there. The entrance theme is whatever. It doesn't really fit, but it's it's a good song. Um and yeah, she got the win with the Brain Buster to kind of reinsert herself into the top of the card. So, I mean, it was job done, really. Um, there's nothing else I think I could say there other than it was very well done. Yeah, I. so like I said, I had like some of my friends joined in to watch this match and this match only. And uh, they, they thought that was kind of like a step behind. Um, and I can kind of get that. I think the, the thing with Suzuki is that if you go back two years, she was the athletically, like from an athletic standpoint, the best wrestler in stardom um, in that she's had insane cardio. She had the endurance to, she could wrestle for seven hours if she wanted to. I'm almost confident. Um, she used to literally train like 10 hours a day, mm-hmm. if not like, like for fun. Like she, I, I always go back to one time she said in an interview that she doesn't have hobbies. If she isn't sleeping, she's eating. And if she isn't eating, she's wrestling. And if she's not wrestling, she's sleeping. Like, that's literally all she ever did. So her endurance was always on another level. Her being gone for 18 months or whatever it was, um, her not having that cardio is not surprising, and it shouldn't really be a knock on her, because even without that, she still had a really good match, and she still, you know, brought brought this match a lot of vibes, um, a lot of good, just a lot of good action to it. Um, This is one of those matches that I think sort of um, got was harder to do because of the atmosphere. Um, And I think this is one of those matches that like, it sort of reminds you of the time we live in because nobody has seen Hazuki wrestle since 2019. And COVID started. In Matane. Yeah. 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 But okay. That's besides the point. And that's Cork and all Cork and all. And I think that's just let me finish. Okay. Come on. Um, so we, we've seen her wrestle once since, you know, 2019. And the thing that that does, and we've only seen her in Cork and Hall, which, you know, despite clap crowds, is still extremely atmospheric and extremely, you know, pumped. So I think this was like the first time that you kind of hear Hazuki like in a, in a, in this environment, you know what I mean? And I felt like that kind of might have thrown her off a rhythm a little bit. It was a bit weird, like, to see, because you feel like, oh, you think of Azuki, you think about, like, her match with Momo, where the crowd was going fucking ballistic over it. Or you think about her match with Kagetsu, where the crowd was going absolutely ballistic. Like, you think about these matches that she had this, like, intense feedback from the crowd, and this one, you she just didn't. Um, so I think this is one of those matches where like that like contrast really clicked for me. Um, but I still don't think it took away that much from this match. Um, and yeah, I, I thought this was a good one overall. I, but I definitely saw some of the drawbacks that some people could have had on it. Um, I'm just happy Suzuki's back though. I think that's that's the main takeaway is that it's pretty dope that you know one of the best wrestlers in stardom is back, and that that makes me very happy. Very much so. And uh, as we found out after the match, uh, her and Koguma are going to be a tag team. Uh, presumably in Tag League. 
um, Hazuki, I think, was the one that asked. She was like, yo, we wrestled. Now let's team up. And Koguma was in tears. Like, I lost. I suck. But I will team with you. I love you. And uh, Chigusa Nagayo was crying the entire time because that's kind of what Chigusa Nagayo does, I guess. Um, and yeah, that was that sets us up for a really fun Hazuki and Koguma tag run that, you know, should uh, help Hazuki re-acclimatize to, to stardom and the, the schedule. Um, so, yeah, I don't really think you uh, you can add anything to that. I can. Um... Oh, of course, I shouldn't know. Yes. Uh, yeah, Chigusa is just me. Because um, I, like, <laughs> like, I wasn't crying after this match, but I'm kind of surprised I wasn't, because it's, it's, just, it's just one of those, like, like, I love that Chigusa still feels so deeply about wrestling. Um, and this is very off-topic, and I'm sorry, I know that we have a lot to cover. Um, but, like, it's really nice when somebody who's been in the business for so long still feels so you know, attached to wrestling, um, because I feel super attached to wrestling, obviously, considering I talk about it uh, multiple times a week, and I am always watching it. Like, legit, the other day, I didn't watch wrestling at all for, like, 24 hours straight, and it was weird. Um, it was mm-hmm. it was a weird experience. Um, and it, it feels nice to see, like, one of the best of all time cry over this very wrestling thing, where, you know, Koguma is, like, crying and is like, yes, please, um, I'm I'm delighted to team with you. I'm so happy you returned to wrestling, and it it, it made me feel like so. It it, it warmed my heart because Chigusa is just she's one of the best of all time, obviously. And it's just like seeing her like feel so deeply about these wrestlers that she doesn't even have an attachment to. You know, what I mean, like if this was Takumi, I would be like, oh yeah, that's sweet. Like you expect that, but just so these two wrestlers that Chigusa's maybe met a couple times. You know, never really interacted with, as far as we know, um, to a deep level. It's really nice to like see her be so affected by that. It it, it was really a nice, um, a nice touch to to this match was and to this entire situation was Chigusa feeling so emotional about um, this wonderful thing that happened with Koguma and Hazuki reuniting for the first time in um, what six years. Mm. Really good stuff. I loved yeah. it. Yeah, no, it was it was definitely nice. Um, gotta love Chigusa. Um, but uh, I suppose we have to talk about this: the uh, World of Stardom Championship. No, no, Challenger no, 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 no. Oh, no. that, oh, that, that, that. What do you mean do you we have to talk about this? I like this match. Yeah, but I just hate the briefcase. I just. I thought. I thought. <laughs> every time you say the like, I didn't even consider this a briefcase match. I just considered a SWA match. But it was a briefcase match, and that that is the problem. But you know what? Listen, Saki Kashima, she rules. She kicked ass here. She was so fun. Um, she was like, she she did the thing where you sit on the ground and are like, "Come at me, bro," and uh, Siri was just like, oh, "All right, I guess." Um, oh yeah, yeah the the uh, shooter thing that Adam Cole yeah. owned Riddle with. <laughs> it's like, yeah, you want to get on the ground? You want to get on the ground? Come on! Like, I, I love that shit. That's always a funny thing, even when it is like serious. I love that. Um, I thought this match was really cool. Um, I thought mm-hmm. the premise was wonderful. It was unique, even if like the action wasn't you know as crisp as you might want it. I thought that the way that they went about this was perfect. Um. Because it really cemented Shuri as this wrestler who, like, only Konami can compete with on a technical level. Um, and maybe Azumi. Well, I think that's sort of how it built, too, is that, like, Azumi maybe not be able to uh, technically, like, out-wrestle her, but she can outsmart her from a technical level. 
So I feel like that definitely made Shuri look really great because Saki would like go for a kick and then Shuri would catch her leg and just murder her. And that happened mm-hmm. multiple times. I thought this was really, really well done. Um, the prim- like, like I said, premise was incredible. I, I-, I loved it. I-, I loved it to death. Yeah, no, I thought, like, they did really well playing around with the dynamic between them. Like, obviously, Saki was never going to slot in to, um, to Konami's place, but she was kind of like, oh, well, I'm going to do it. I'm going to I'm gonna shoot fight you. And Siri was just like, I'm going to murder you. Um, and it was just super fun. I mean, Saki was really good. Um, and I think there was some bits where they did kind of realistically grapple, and Saki was really good at it, which obviously... Um, given like she was trained with but under like Fuka and probably Nanai a little bit, she probably does have some good real grappling skills and I saw somebody say that she was like a fighter <laughs> at some point in like a thing. So I don't really know. But yeah, Saki, I think Saki was cool. I think here. I think she was. Uh, yeah. I forget what, but she, she definitely has like outside experience. Um I thought and I, I think the finish was really great as well. because um, Saki so a little bit down the, the match, Saki sort of had a comeback where she so, sort of went away from the technical stuff and started doing like her more, you know, traditional moves. Um, and then she was like, you know what? No, I want to I want to win this match with like, you know, the Konami shooter style. So she goes for a for a high kick and uh, Shuri just grabs it, dragon screws her and then submit her with the figure four. And I was like, mm-hmm. that is such a good finish because like Saki, she wasn't going to win. Like she wasn't like on like a second away from victory, but like she was getting there. But then she was like, no, I want to win this this way. And I, I refuse to do it any other way. And that cost her the match. Uh, that was a great story and the great way that they did it. Um, they showed respect to each other afterwards. I remember uh, Sprite said that's kind of funny that for some reason, everybody on the roster just automatically respects Shuri. Like, nobody else has that. Um, Even, like, you know, like, literally nobody else has that sort of respect from, like, every group in some way. It's kind of insane. Um, But they do, and I I thought that was a good touch to the overall match. I loved it in general. It was the good stuff. Yeah. um, But from a match that was well done to a match that was not well done, um, Tam Nakano and Mayu Uitani wrestled with a 30-minute draw in their Wonder of Stardom Championship match. Uh, Mayu is now blonde, notably, so um, that's a thing, I guess. I know you're not um, you're not a fan of that. I thought it looked really cool. Um, you know, here's the thing: it, it's, it, it's, it it's contributed. Go ahead. So yeah, no, it's it's a good look, but I think the more I focus on her face, the more I'm just like, her eyes are too dark to really go with that. You know, she has she's very like dark See, eyes, and I don't think that works with the blonde all I, that well. I live in America, so everybody is fake blonde here so oh, it doesn't okay. it doesn't affect me at all um like i, I don't <laughs> see that like it, it literally doesn't like but you know it was actually sort of funny because when i so going into this match i was like labeling this match as doomsday because the way that they were building it on twitter and building it in general was like okay one of these wrestlers is going to die in the ring and one of them is going to win um and that's sort of how they built it and uh so when she came out with the bleach blonde hair i was like this is about to get ghastly, isn't it? And I was like, oh, that would be really cool. Like, I mean, not really, like, I know that, like, you know, that has a lot of negative connotations, too, but, like, I, I thought that could have been really cool. Um, And it wasn't. But, yeah, so Maya came out with the bleach blonde hair, like Yoshiko, and she had the Konami gear, because, uh, I don't know. Um, Yeah, 
that's where the core stuff kind of stopped. Um, well, no, I, I, I think um, the match itself was well done. There was a lot of, like, really... It reminded me almost of the Arisa, Hoshiki, Tam Nakano match, and that there was a lot of stuff that wasn't flashy, but it looked like it just hurt. You know what I mean? Like, some of the kicks they were doing yeah. just hurt. You know, they weren't flashy, they weren't loud. They simply hurt. Um, and I think there's and a lot is, of stuff like is, that. This is the one time where I felt like, again, a crowd was needed, and they mm -hmm. didn't really have it. Because uh, I feel like... And I know you hate when people compare it, but if, I feel like if you put Akira Hokuto versus Shinobu Kandori in a in Osaka Joe Hall with a thousand people, it would probably be not a bad match. It wouldn't be as it wouldn't be as like disappointed as this match, but it would not be that great just because it doesn't have the atmosphere behind it, and the atmosphere is like a multiplier more than it is like a a little um, topping on top of like this this full match. It's like. Mm -hmm. That that sort of, like I think that's what a lot of this show came down to is that it's like it had a multiplier of instead of like like that Odorward show for Tokyo Joshi Pro they probably had like a multiplier of like times eight because Odorward was great this one had a multiplier of like one point five you know what I mean and it's like it it really it couldn't live up to that certain level I think if this match happened in Cork Hall um I think if this match happened in Edeon Arena I think if this match happened in Odorward it would probably be a lot better but without all of that. It just felt like overkill that didn't get paid off. You see, because of I, the think draw. They, I think they were a bit too extra regardless. I think there was too much stuff there. Yeah. That was just too much, no matter the venue, no matter the crowd. There was a few bits that I was just like, what, what are we doing here? Like, why are you doing this? You know what I mean? Like, because yeah, I enjoy this map I... a lot more than most people. And I think if you rewatch it, it's a lot better because you go in with the mentality that it's going to a draw. You can kind of prepare yourself for it, and it's definitely a much better match on a second watch. So I would definitely recommend doing that if you have half an hour to spare. But um, yeah, I just think they, at certain points, just tried to get too cute with it. Almost like the the thing where like they head kicked each other and fell out of opposite side of the rings. That's like that's some NXT bullshit right there. Don't do that. Like never do that. Yeah. Mano Champa. That was that Don't was that. <laughs> like. I, I will give it props. That was the most unique way to do the most bullshit stalling I've ever seen. Because, like, yes. it wasn't just a 19. It was a slow stand-up. It was a head kick. And then they both just throw themselves out of the ring. <laughs> and then Deji's like, what the fuck am I supposed to do? Uh, uh, I guess I'm going to count. And I was like, dude, we just wasted three minutes on this one very stupid spot. I almost respect how stupid it was. Like, I think that's <laughs> where I'm at with that. Um, yeah. It, yeah, you're right. That they, they definitely got a little bit too cute with it. And I thought a lot of it was expectation. I think for a lot of people, it was the expectation that this match was going to be... Uh, and I, I actually talked to my mother about this. Because I, I, okay. I sometimes rant to my mom about like my philosophy of wrestling. Just because... <laughs> Um, she's the only person in my in my general vicinity. Um, and I was telling her that it's like the thing with wrestling is if you're gonna do something that's like overkill, if you're going to beat a dead horse, then you need to kill it. You need to kill the horse. You need to end it. It needs to have a de this decisive ending to it. If you're going to hold out, then you have to continue it later on. That's how I've always felt about wrestling. That's how I felt about draws is that's why certain draws I'm like, okay, that was fine because I felt like there was something that they held out, but that can be continued on later on. Or 
something of that sort. I felt like like this match failed in both aspects of it, where it's like they went overkill and they they did it to the point where it's like I don't want to see Mayu versus Tam again, but nobody won, and that like how do you do both? And I felt like doing both here was the worst decision they possibly could have done. Um, and I I actually remember once. Once they got to like the the three minutes remaining call or whatever, I was like, Mayu hasn't even hit a fucking tombstone. This isn't mm. this isn't ending. Like this, this sucks, man. This is this is terrible. And like as the minutes got closer, I was like, I just wasted a half hour of my life watching this. Like <laughs> I, I that's that's how I felt. And not to say there weren't good parts of it. I thought that Mayu throwing the closed fist punch, always one of my favorite spots. I I love a a really good closed fist punch like at a good opportune time i thought that was a great great spot but like that was just too much and also not enough like it it just it just failed me i think yeah my my you definitely left a lot on the table on her end and i think tam did too i think they really left a lot in them because i I, maybe this is the the ria goku wonder of stardom title match maybe that's they're running it back probably i don't know um and that would explain why they left so much on the table because as much as they did do i think there was a lot of stuff that they left in their back pocket as well um but yeah it definitely just felt like this was being seen as this like big climax to this like grudge and kind of this you know history between them that goes back a long time and then you don't get a finish and i don't think there was a real satisfying conclusion there i didn't feel at the end of this match like tam had achieved her goal of surpassing Mayu. And I also didn't feel like Mayu had achieved her goal of getting some vengeance on Tam for abandoning her last year. So it was just kind of a, alright, that that's it, I guess, you know? It's one of these where I understand why you booked the draw, but just just pick a winner. It's a much better for the story here to pick a winner. To and have somebody win. I just, I, I feel like this wasn't the match to have the draw. You know what I mean? Because, like, mm-hmm. the way that they... It, it, like, you, you bring up a good point that it's, like, the expectation was that this would be this decisive, you know, climax to a story that we've been watching for the past year. And I don't think that was the fans' fault. I think Tam writing a 17-tweet... Or a 17-tweet thread about everything that's happened between her and Mayu. Mm-hmm. Mayu saying, wow, that made me cry, bro. I'm gonna kill you. Um... And then Tam saying, I am going to take your head off to the, like, I'm going to retire you. And then them going to a draw just didn't work for me. Like, and I don't think that's, yeah. that's unfair also, for also, not to work. They, they did fucking grappling, Dylan. They oh, yeah. I complained about this because I knew it. I, I had foresight. They were grappling in the tag match. And I was like, they are going to, they better not grapple in the title match. That is not how you start a title match of this intensity. And then they grappled. Yeah. Yeah. The, so and the, the thing so was, was that they did it just enough to bother you because they only grappled for like three mm-hmm. minutes. And then mm-hmm. they got into like the, the like payoff of the match for 27 minutes. And I was like, <laughs> that was, that was the, ter- that was the worst way you could have done it. Like you either go full in and just have them beat each other up for a half hour or you like have a structured match. You don't just do this like little, like this shitty little grappling for a few minutes and then go into like it does it didn't work either way <laughs> and i was like yeah. like they literally just did that like two minutes of grappling just to annoy you <laughs> mm. 
I, I think so too. Um, but yeah, then after the match, Unagi Sayaka said that she wants a Wonder of Stardom Championship match, which obviously she should be Tam in the GP, so she gets her title shot. Um, I made this joke already, but I'm going to make it again. Uh, this is the biggest drop in quality since Hikaru Shida lost the women's title to Britt Baker. Going yeah, from Mayu right. to Unagi Sayaka is very much a Shida to Baker move. In saying that, though, Unagi is much better than Britt Baker. I, th- I feel like I have to put that out there. It's essentially like Mayu is an all-timer yeah. and Unagi is fine, whereas you know Shida is good and Baker is bad. But it's a similar drop yeah. in levels. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think I agree. Um, and I'm not going to put Unagi over a lot of women's wrestlers, but yeah, that's definitely... Yeah, you're right. It, Dude, after the match, I was already upset. And then mm-hmm. I see Unagi's fucking <laughs> stupid-ass hair. Like, <laughs> just, her, just... Oh my god, I got so annoyed. I was like, dude, like you're rubbing it in. Like I don't want to be here right now, and you're making me actively want to leave um and i almost actually did because i was like neil bashikigun is on the other other channel i like mm-hmm. neil bashikigun a lot more than i like unagi should, maybe i should just go <laughs> like i was just, i was just like watching i was like maybe i i should just I, maybe i'm done i think i might be done um but takumi was next so i had to I had to stay in for for the goat so yeah not fun no, definitely not. Um, but hey, look, it um, it is what it is, I guess. Uh, Unagi and Tom make sense. Um, and if they're going to bide some time before Mayu re-challenges or whatever, then it is what it is. But definitely, I feel like Stardom got in its way here. Um, and we've, I know we said this, and it's actually uh, very weird that it's, it's Osaka again where they're doing this, but sometimes they just get in their own way when there's no need because they did this with the the break of stars match where they just mm-hmm. they needlessly got in their own way and you're just like there, there was no need to complicate this just do a simple thing and you could have done that here like you just have mayu win okay and even if mayu loses to tam then at ria goku you have that like setback for tam for her to come back from or you have tam win this one and you have mayu win at ria goku so you have you know, yeah, sure, it's 50-50, but at least it's that bit of setback or, like, something. Whereas here, it just feels like just a, a, a... Yeah, it just... Here, it just feels like a... Oh, they went to a draw. Okay, cool. Like, there's no conclusion here. That's it. Unagi's challenging now. Bye. Like, it just... It just underwhelms so much, and, uh... I don't know. I feel like they got in their own way when they really didn't need to. Um, and I will definitely talk about them getting in their own way a bit more. Um... So let's just get on to it. In the World of Stardom Championship match, Utami Hayashishita beat Takumi Iroha in just under 31 minutes. Um, I called that time exactly, by the way. did, yeah. I mean, it wasn't the worst thing ever, 31 minutes, and it flew by, to be fair to them. Yeah. um, Yeah. Yeah. You want to go? The match has... There's... Utami has new theme music. It sounds like God of War. Uh, It'll probably grow on me. But it's it's one of those cases where it sounds kind of generic, um, and I think I noticed it especially um, after like the the post match when like the music played her out. I was like, yeah, this doesn't hit the same. Um, but I really liked her old music, so that's just me. 
uh, Utami gave Chigusa the rose, very based. Um, mm-hmm. It actually was <laughs> Chigusa actually gave the rose to Takumi um, the day later. And Takumi took a picture of it with like a fucking black eye or something that she got from the matches. <laughs> or oh, like, no. I, I think maybe, it might have been like a cut on her. Like, I don't know, but I remember she like looked very sad with like a fucked up face with the, her flower. <laughs> I'm just like, that's fucking hilarious. Oh, yeah. I'm sorry. Oh my God. But yeah, uh, the match was different. Uh, and I think that's why you weren't as high on it as maybe you would have been if it was like a normal Utami match. And I think you have a lot to go into this on, um, where it's like Utami Utami led this match when she didn't need to, um, more so than usually her opponent leads the match and Utami has the comebacks and the, the you know, hope spots, and she's really good at that. This was a bit different, where Utami kind of uh, beat the shit out of Takumi a lot, and Takumi sort of had to come back from some of that. And it was kind of a weird change of pace, because you would have thought Takumi would be beating the shit out of Utami. Uh, if anybody was going to beat the shit out of Utami, it would be Takumi. Um, but that was not the the match they were going for. And I imagine that's why you weren't as high on it as maybe I was. Um, yeah, just to rewind, um, I love Utami's new theme. I think it's very, it's got a great atmosphere to it. For That just really presents her as, as kind of the big star that she is. I quite like it. Um, and Kumi had a sword, so that was cool. Yes. Which I figured out like 10 minutes later. I was like, oh my god, that's a reference to Nagayo because Nagayo had the sword yeah. before one of her big matches. I, I don't know if it was with Dump. It might have been the one with Devil Masami. I can't remember. I think it was with Dump, though. She might have I, done I, you know, yeah, you know better than I do, but yeah, <laughs> yeah. She, she likes the sword. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, Takumi had a sword and it was the coolest shit ever. And Utami had a great entrance. Um, and yeah, honestly, I, I think what I. The reason I'm not super high on the matches is because I feel like they ran out of ideas towards the end. I actually loved all of the stuff leading up to that. I thought the starting grappling was great. I thought the Kumi on top was great. I thought Utami firing back and really showing what she could do was great. And then it felt like towards the end, they just kind of ran out of ideas almost. Um, sp- Specifically Utami, I think. Just didn't really have much in the tank that she could do. And it just felt like they were plodding along until until the finish came um yeah so that that was the real reason i didn't love it i think it was a great match like it was really well, well wrestled and um you know i've watched it twice now so i've obviously had time to really take it in but i definitely feel like they just kind of didn't know what to do at a certain point and what had been a really well structured match just became okay well tammy has to fill a couple of minutes here so she's gonna do a figure four leg lock spot for ages and it was like all right cool i guess you know utami never really got a move set like and that sounds weird but it's like i thought about she hit the tower hacker bomb twice and i was like that's weird like why like usually you don't repeat like your signatures like that like it just didn't feel like it was necessary i was like does she have anything else to do Except for like the German that she didn't really hit, like the, she didn't, she doesn't, she doesn't have any more moves. And at that yeah. point, I was like, "Oh no, she doesn't have any more moves." Yeah, and I was like, she, "Oh, that's she not went good." From the, like she did the judo stuff, so you could be like, "Oh well, she's a technician." But then it was like, "Oh, now she's a power wrestler, so she can't really do the judo stuff." And so she just kind of stopped doing those moves, and now she just like has her stuff that she does that fills her 20 minutes really well 
um, but can't go much longer. You know what I mean? Um, and honestly, I was a big fan of her judo stuff. Like when she was first starting out, I thought her judo stuff really carried her. And I feel like if she added those back into her moveset, a lot of her matches would be better. Um, mm-hmm. Most of her matches would be better if she, like she oh, had yeah. that that present that, you know, like literally just fucking do a ipon. Like it's not that hard. Like you could put it literally anywhere in your match and it fills a couple a little bit of time there and it, it works it works on pretty much anybody because judo is like specifically you know meant for not meant for open weight but it it's uh one of those martial arts practices that's like oh well if you're a really really good small you know judoka you can throw a really really big amateur judoka that's like mm-hmm. literally the point of judo <laughs> so it's like the fact that she doesn't use it is kind of like it would be so easy to just like just just do more please like i feel yeah. like that was the thing actually it's kind of funny that uh the semi-main event didn't do or the semi-main event did too much and utami in the main event just didn't do enough when she needed to do more um so i think that's probably where like the uh double bad taste in your mouth might came from i like this match but i definitely felt like there was something uh, absent from it, and I think that was probably it. I couldn't figure out at the moment, but I think that was definitely uh, the case. Was that it was just sort of like, what do we do for the last like six or five, six or seven minutes? Um, mm-hmm. Except for when Takumi would get her a little bit of comeback and do a power power bomb or something cool. Uh, it, it was kind of difficult in that way. Yeah, no, it, it definitely has felt like one where they maybe felt a, a need to go thirty-one minutes, but then didn't lay out a match to go 31 um, which often yeah. happens when wrestlers go long and I don't understand it you know there's no need to wrestle for 40 minutes if you don't have a 40 minute structure you know um, and the wild thing is is that they didn't do any stalling early on like they, they really just wrestled mm-hmm. around for like like they, they didn't like obviously there was like technical stuff that would like you know be a while to come and get in a submission or whatnot but like they didn't really like do any of the like blatant like okay this is going to give us a good 45 seconds to just like exist and then move on they did pretty yeah. good for the first 15 minutes and you're like oh wow this is very well built and then you find out why is because they sacrificed the the tail end of it for the first you know 15 20 minutes of it which is a choice but it, it it's not necessarily a smart one um in my opinion mm-hmm. No, that's fair. Um, what's the what's the what was the <laughs> what was the what was the thing? The finish was the hijack. No, one. yeah, no, it was the hijack. Yeah. Oh yeah, no. Afterwards, <laughs> when <laughs> when when Micah showed up, I was literally just like, "Go away, <laughs> dude!" I, I, I texted after Micah. Let, let me preface this for the for the people at home. After Micah beat Saya with two Michinoka drivers so like definitively I was like oh she's challenging next mm-hmm. and I texted Alex and he's like please just be quiet don't don't say that and I'm just like I'm it's gonna happen man he's like I don't just stop why are you doing this and I was like I'm just saying and then she came out and in fact also another you know tidbit of information was that like people came out to like see the the aftermath of the main event um so like we were like somebody said, man, this show was kind of was kind of cheeks, and I was like, yeah, it was it's kind of rough. And then Hazuki came out, and everybody was like, this is the best show ever. Oh my god, it's the greatest <laughs> show I've ever seen. And then Micah came out, and it's like, man, what the fuck? This is the worst show I've ever fucking seen. <laughs> and it was it was actually kind of funny. 
Yeah, no, I, was, I literally tweet, I was like, Hazuki, or make Micah go away, let Hazuki challenge. Because um, I just, Micah's cool and all, but I don't want to see another Micah versus Utami match, especially a Micah versus Utami match that I know Utami is winning. Um, it's happening anyway, so who cares about me, I guess. Um, but this is where my biggest gripe comes in, because Hazuki um, sets herself up as the next challenger, Micah yes. sets herself as, up as the challenger after that. Before yes. Utami leaves the ring, the she worst has this thing. big stare the down with Suri. Possibly, possibly the worst us. part of this entire show. Yeah. Possibly yeah. the worst aspect of this entire fucking show. Sorry for, yes. for talking over you. Go ahead. No, because stardom has to remind us that the next two months of title matches don't matter because the end game is Suri versus Utami. That's fine. I have no problem with that. That's their big match. That's their big feud. I get it. But do you really have to instantly remind me that Hazuki is being sacrificed for no reason and that Micah is just you're a fucking Zack Sabre Jr. challenger who loses in the autumn after winning in the G1? You know what I mean? Like, she's literally the Zack Sabre Jr. spot. And it's like, I don't... Like, did you really have to immediately remind us of this? Like, I know. People, deep down, people associated with Taka losing, are just... Yeah, they're fucked. <laughs> yeah, but like, I don't know. Like, I know deep down that Utami was winning those matches anyway. But did you really yeah. have to instantly remind us of it by having Siri and Utami stare down to remind us that was... whatever just happened it did not matter? They remind us that only two wrestlers matter. Um, well, actually yeah. three, but one of them's injured, so we'll not talk about her yet. Like that—that's <laughs> that's how it felt. Um, was that Shuri and Utami the only wrestlers who actually matter? Um, and it—it it was kind of, kind of just. Ugh. like it was it was so funny in a way because like after like watching this match live i was just like so over it by this point and i just saw that and i'm just like like imagine if like if and i'm gonna talk about new japan i apologize but imagine if before kenny omega won the belt at dominion like for a year like nine months earlier they just looked at each other every show <laughs> just to make sure everybody knows that at some point within the next year okada's losing the belt to omega and it feels like mm -hmm. that because stardom the way stardom's laid out it feels like a lot more shit happens in this time period so like nine months in in like new japan or any random puro company is like three months in stardom so imagine if for nine months you just like somebody had the g1 briefcase for nine mm -hmm. months and everybody knew that that was the only match that was going to happen. Like, and like, oh man, it's just terrible. It was fucking terrible. Oh my God. I, I'm just thinking, I'm rethinking about it now. That was fucking bad. <laughs> that left me on such a sour note. Cause like the show itself was whatever. But then I remember seeing that and I was like, what is this? Like, why? You know, like you've, pr like they've purposely put themselves in a situation where they cannot win. Cause there's nothing you can do to make this exciting except some weird hot shot for no reason you know what i mean like you could have hazuki win the belt sure she'd have to drop it back to utami then you've just wasted hazuki's first world title run for no reason you know what i mean so it's like mm -hmm. either you do the predictable thing or you do shock value and neither of those are really super good choices and <laughs> for different reasons and yeah, Stardom's just kind of shot themselves in the foot there, and I feel like I'm going to feel like this for the next while, you know? It definitely yeah. reminds me of the post-G1 limbo, which I always hated. Like, I used to just stop watching New Japan after the G1, and then they'd pick up a Wrestle Kingdom. 
obviously I can't do that now with Stardom. I can't just not watch it for the next two months as much as I would love to. But um, yeah, like I don't know. You know, it's just I don't understand why they've done what they are doing because I'm sure their fan base aren't Egypts. Like I'm sure there are people who could be buying tickets that are like, why am I going to pay whatever money it is to see Hazuki and Utami when I know Hazuki isn't winning? You know what I mean? Like, why would you mm-hmm. bother? Yeah, I, I totally agree. I think it's so... This show was, like I said, it, like everything that could have gone wrong went wrong. Well, no, that's not true. A lot of things went wrong, and it was just a total failure, in my opinion. Like... It's so wild because, like, I have been so on the train of Kazuki winning the wipeout for so long. But after the show, I was like, Kazuki, just, I don't know what there is for you. Because I don't want, like, like the, the wipeout division, like, the wipeout scene is terrible right now. Like, Tam and Unagi, just don't, don't associate yourself anywhere near them. And also, you're going to lose here. And it's just like, man, Kazuki, I'm sorry. <laughs> that's 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 how I felt after this show. Was that's like, man, this oh man, she just came back, and here we are. Um, and I forgot to mention this as well, but they uh, Siri challenged Azumi after her match. So mm-hmm. not only do you have um, what's her name? Micah in the Zack Saber Junior spot, but you also have Azumi now in that spot of oh, I won in the the tournament, and now I'm gonna. Lose to the briefcase winner in in a match. It's it's so predictable and bad. Like Siri and Azumi should be a cool feud, but if we know that it's always just going to be Azumi winning in the tournament and then losing in the big match, it's like you just stop caring. You know what I mean? You know what? Like I don't know. Hot take: the main event of Ryo Goku Sumo Hall will be Hazuki versus Azumi. The semi-main will be the SWA title between Shuri and Utami. Because fuck the rules. That's that's what I... If that doesn't happen, I will well, be no, upset. You can't do that, because Shuri <laughs> is defending both the SWA title and the briefcase oh, in the same match. I time. hate this shit! I hate it! I Why are we here just to suffer? I know. We've been talking about this. We need, we need to move on. I think, I think yeah. we need to move on. <laughs> I have to cover the show again in two days with Scott, so I... I I can't talk about this anymore. We talk about Wrestle Princess then, which was a good show, um, a fun show, you know. Oh shit! Yeah, I forgot. Did you, I, you I need to watch. No, no, I watched <laughs> the main event. I should, I should probably <laughs> ask him if I have to watch that for the show because that's not good. <laughs> I would imagine you do. Yeah, I would think so. Oh boy, it's a good show though. It flies by. Um, Aja Kong rules, as you'd imagine. She kicks ass in her match. Um. But yeah, um, this weekend there are two shows happening. Um, there's only a card for one of them because Tag League starts this Sunday. And if you didn't already know, the Tag League barely matters this year. They have not announced the teams five days before the tournament kicks off. So um, not only is the tournament eight shows, um, and only eight shows, but the teams aren't announced yet. And we are... How do you even fit in a tournament with eight shows? I think they're just going to do like a single elimination or something. Or maybe like a single block. I don't really know. They usually do stupid shit for Tag League. Yeah, because the final, I think, is at the... Oh no, it's at the Cork and before the... Um, the Micah and Utami show. So neither Micah or Utami is going to be in the Tag League finals, which um, is good to know. 
Um, but yeah, I don't know. So there's only a card for the show on the 16th, which is in Takasaki. So we can't preview Sunday, which is in Corican, because the card isn't up for that, because Tag League isn't announced five days out. Um, so we're just going to preview the one show. And you can already, yeah. I'm pretty sure you can tell, I'm very tilted right now with Stardom, <laughs> because I'm just like, why don't you have your tournament lineup announced five days before it starts? Like, do you not care at all? Probably not. Who knows? I don't know. But, um, we'll do a we'll do a tag league preview next week, guys. Let, let me yes after it started because we yes yeah. shut d- okay we know Alex calm down yeah. tranquilo tranquilo easy asenayo you know all that stuff okay calm down sure. um yeah the opener of the show this weekend is Azumi and Lady C versus Raka and Fukigen Death um I guess Raka and Fukigen win here they'll probably roll up Lady C. I don't know. I mean, Lady C can win now. Yeah, but does she beat Ruaka before their title match? Or she's not being Fuki in that way? No, but I think I think Azumi could beat Fuki in. Like, I think now that the, the, the yeah. latch is broken, or the whatever the, the fuck the saying is, now that she the has seal? won a match, yeah, the seal has been broken, I think she could just win tag matches. Mm. I suppose. Like, I mean, if, if it's Lady C and Utami versus fucking... You know, Mina and my Sakurai, like Utami beating Mina doesn't not make sense. Like, you know, what I mean, like if you make yeah. it more like specific, I don't think that it's, you know, oh, Lady sees in this match, she's going to take the fall. I think that them building her up, Azumi can beat death. You know what I mean? Yeah, I suppose that's that's fair. I wouldn't mind that. Um, the next match is Utami Hashishta versus Rina. Um, presumably, Utami will win. Um, Hopefully this is good. I don't. I don't know. Now Rina Ta- takes that belt, bro. <laughs> I oh no, Waitai doesn't do pre-match promos. Oh no, I was, I was I, gonna be like, yeah. oh man, her promo, she's gonna be like, I'm beating Utami and I'm challenged for the belt. But then she, she, they don't do promos. So literally, they took like Rina was becoming like one of the best promos in the in the company, and they took it away from her. And I'm just like, I know. like I get it, but also why? Like this, yeah. she was the funniest promo. She was. Stardom hates us. It's official. Um, but yeah. Yep. The next match on the show is uh, Mayu Utani and Hanan against Saki Kashima and Starlight Kid. Um, that could be fun, I guess. Um, it's always good to see Hanan back on the show. I feel like it's been a while since I saw her. I imagine this is going to be... Like it has. <laughs> I imagine these two are going to be in tag league, like these two teams. Um, Probably, yeah. Saki and Kid, maybe. I don't know if Kid can team with somebody else. But, yeah. I, I Actually, yeah, I think it would be Kid and Saki. So, yeah, I think these are the two two teams that are going to be mm-hmm. in Tag League. Um, so, I guess this is a little bit of a preview. Um, to, yeah. No idea how the fuck these blocks are going to work, so it might not be a preview. But, <laughs> yeah, who fucking who knows? knows? I don't know. Um, but yeah. The, who wins this one? Maybe Mayu? I don't know, uh, a way to tie. Probably not. Probably not. Yeah, a way to tie. I mean, maybe a, a DQ. I can see it. They just throw a DQ know. here. Against a child, Hanan can take the pin. Yeah. This yeah, is but... Mayu and Koguma. I think a, a DQ would be possible. But here, I think Starlight Kid just like drops Hanan and wins. It's possible. Yeah. Um, the next match, which this is going to be really good uh, Momo Watanabe and Sai Kamatani versus Hazuki and Koguma. Damn. 
the hearts are gonna fight once more the wild heart and the true heart oh my god i, I i'm so excited for that man yeah no that's, oh my that's god. pretty good dude like i hope that they like play into it because like mm-hmm. I remember for the last like month or two that Hazuki was around before she announced her retirement, they didn't play into it at all. Like her and Momo would have a match and they would literally just like barely like interact with each other. I was like, y'all have more history than literally anybody else in fucking stardom. Please just do something. And like they didn't. So I really hope they play into it here because, oh my God, that's like one of my favorite views of all time is Momo and fucking Hazuki. Dude. I'm so happy that Hazuki's back, man. Like, as much as I just spent an hour shitting on that show, so excited that fucking Hazuki's back. That's, that's like, that's getting me through right now. I'm so happy. Her yeah, Kogumo will Hizuki, probably be a really great team, too. Yeah, Hazuki just, like, full-time, again, just wrestling people is, is just so good. Um, and her and Momo are going to do some cool shit here. Um, so, yeah, definitely looking forward to this match. Um, and this might go to the draw. This might be your standard draw. You know, the, the I can see it. mandatory draw, I guess. I mean, to, I don't think they want Saya taking that many falls after she just no. got beat decisively, but mm-hmm. Hazuki could bring back the Hazuki stroll and beat literally anybody. So, like, that's also a possibility. Yeah, no, that's, that's true. I feel like the, the, the easy result, though, is a draw, because, I mean, yeah, Momo yeah. shouldn't be losing after being in the GP final. Um and Kogan is fairly protected, so I mean, draw seems the the good result. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, um, and in the main event, um, <laughs> this is such an alien concept to me. Uh, it's a Cosmic Angels eight woman tag. <laughs> After ten months of them only having three members, it's so weird seeing them in an eight person tag. But here we have it. It's uh, Donna Del Mondo and the Cosmic Angels. So it's uh, Tam, Unagi, Mina, and Waka against Siri, Micah, Hameka, and Natsupoi. Um, as I kind of thought when she joined, my Sakurai isn't full-time as a wrestler because she's not on this show. Um, I, I'm not sure if she will be in like the tag league or anything because she just doesn't seem to be fully available. Um, so yeah, the, it's Waka um, slotting in there for the, the eight-person tag. And I assume DDM wins because, I mean, Waka is pretty much there to take pinfalls exclusively at this I mean, she's the she's the lowest uh wrestler in the company yeah as soon as she got beat by lady c like mm-hmm. she's all the way down there um yeah so ddm wins here <laughs> you know this is the first time like and I've, I've made jokes about this you've made you've made comments about it this is the first time that i've realized that d that cosmic angels has not improved um with the adage of new people because i'm just like oh wow mm-hmm. that's like and i i like waka but it's like this isn't going to be any better than <laughs> than any other Cosmic Angels match. In fact, it might be worse because yes. they might not want Waka in there that long because uh, they mm-hmm. don't really trust her to be in like longer matches like that. So that's going to be rough. Like this, oh man, this is this is a world we live in, man. When yeah. Hazuki and Momo are in the same match and it's main evented by Unagi Sayaka. And Waka, like Sukiyama, like man. I, again, I like Waka. I I do. I think she's a really good rookie. I think she's gonna grow into a great wrestler. But man, <laughs> sometimes he was like, look at it, like on paper, and it's like, why are we here? What are we doing? Like this is a weird fucking company. They have weird decisions. It it is a, uh, but Dylan, Stardom's a work rate company. 
Man, shut the, now. <laughs> shut the fuck up. Shut the fuck up. Oh my god. That's always the first thing. start working then, like... brother. Come on now. Because people are always like, nah, man, listen, I, I really like TJPW. It's, so, it's all about the storytelling and the emotion. And the stardom's just work rate. Right. And I'm like, excuse me? <laughs> you watch stardom? I wish it was work rate. Right, because then at least most of it would be like good consistently. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, it's so funny. <laughs> I think I think we're having. Let me preface: we're having a bad week. Um, I love Stardom. Yeah. I I just I just I love ragging on them and their inconsistent motherfuckers. Like oh my god! Like I like that's just one of my favorite things. But dude, oh my god! Oh what a what a fucking week for Stardom. Like like they have gone so downhill since the five star final. It's just been like miraculous. Because, like, that was, like, one of the best shows of the year. And since then, they've just been falling down a hill very aggressively. Um, mm-hmm. And it's kind of funny. Uh, I hope Tagley brings it back. But considering they don't seem to give a fuck about Tagley, it probably won't. Yeah, I think that's the thing. Is like, there's no real end in sight to this weird spell that they're in. Because it's like, what can they even do to, to spruce it up? I mean, you have two of the top three singles belts on ice, essentially. The tag champions aren't around because Julie is injured, and it's like, so what's your main title now? The Iris belts and the future belt, I guess. Like what you know, and the Wonder belt, I guess. But I mean, they have Tam and Unagi wrestling for that, which isn't super exciting. So like, what can they do to to really get out of this slump? And I don't really know. Um, I think they just have to ride the wave and hope that Rio Goku is like the knock it out of the park show that they need it to be and. The Kami and Suri delivers to the level that they need um, to make this worth it. Otherwise, it's just, I don't know, definitely be a star of a bad spell for them. 100%. It's, it's, I don't know, man. This is, it's been a, it's been a couple weeks of. I think, the, I think it's easy to say this is like the coldest I think we've been on Stardom, like ever, you know, because even like, that weird phase after they like, came back from the COVID break, they were still, there was still, it was still good. And they were clearly like building things and setting stuff up. So, I mean, like last year wasn't their best year ever, but I still think it was better than what we have now. Where I don't know about that. Was in limbo, you know, because I feel like part least... of, yeah, you're definitely coldest now than you are. I was, I was colder last year. I was definitely colder last year, yeah. but I think. The difference is that I didn't like most of the members of DDM. I thought they were kind of like, they didn't fit. And now I mm. like most of the wrestlers on the roster. Um, I just feel like it's all not forming the way that could be. And it's forming very poorly. You know what I mean? Yeah. More so than like, oh, I don't like this product. It's more like you're doing the product wrong. Like, I think that's mm. that's the difference between like this year and last year, for me at least. Um, so I don't I, I think that's definitely a difference. I I definitely disliked it more last year. You weren't as like uh, negative about it last year as I was because I was very negative on it. But it it's just it's definitely a weird time. It's definitely not mm-hmm. easy um, to like really. I don't want to say it's not easy to sit through because I like wrestling. I like watching it. But there are certain things about that. It's just like man, what are we doing? Like this is weird. This mm-hmm. isn't. You you should be doing better, guys. It should, and I don't want to stick on this too long because it really feels like we've kicked stardom around a lot today, but I feel like there's... there's I follow a lot of people who, like, criticize stardom um, 
and usually it's, mm-hmm. it's, it's rightfully. And I think a lot of those people would have seen a lot of these errors before us. Um, and it's definitely just interesting that a lot of the things that people have said negatively about stardom are really coming into the light now. Um, cause you know, it's just interesting cause obviously no company is perfect, you know, and, uh, stardom even at its best is going to have bad things that they do um so it's just interesting now to see a lot of the, the warning signs that people have been talking about kind of coming to roost where you have these shows that were just really cold and you have somebody like me who is an avid fan that just doesn't want to watch <laughs> you know what i mean like that's bad <laughs> that's very bad um yeah i don't know i'm sure they'll get over it and i'll get over it too i mean listen it's not the worst thing in the world i could be watching monday night raw every week <laughs> You know, so I don't know. I'm sure it'll be fine, but um, I think that's enough for for this one. I don't want to kick it yeah. out more. Um, I much like I I we don't want to turn into that Mayu Tam match and just go overkill and not give a satisfying ending. <laughs> wow, <laughs> that's a great reference. That is that is really good. I applaud you. Thank you. Yeah. And that um, is the satisfying ending. Thank you guys for listening to Stardom Quest. Go ahead. All right, cool, bye. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary, void, or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner.